Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glennis. And I'm Ashley. And this week we're discussing Murder at a Discount, which is episode nine from season 10 and originally aired on the 5th of December, 1993. Our writer for this episode is Rick Middleman, and he's only written two episodes. This, and I think it's something called like the Viper's Nest or something like that. Ooh. Murder at a Discount sees Jessica hanging out with her favorite publisher, Ted Harley, <laughs> played by Bruce Gray. Her book, uh, The Uncaught, is just being put into paperback, and she's off to Hawaii on vacation because she deserves a big break after all of that work. But before she can leave, she is served with uh, papers uh, with. Uh, she's being subpoenaed basically because a man called Dave Navarro, not from <laughs> Jane's addiction, <laughs> a different Dave Navarro, uh, played by George Siegel, is claiming that the uncaught is based on his wife's murder from five years ago. And that in the book, that the book has brought up issues for him in that he was acquitted, but now people think that he's a wife murderer again. So he runs a store called Daffy Dave's Discounts or something like that, which is like an electronic store. And he works with his old school friends, Neil Fraser, played by Sam Anderson, and Lillian Conway, played by Elaine Joyce. Also in his life is his wife, Iris Navarro, played by Morgan Fairchild, who they're on the verge of divorce. And she's got a new boyfriend called Randy Koenig, played by John Enos III. As well, um, Dave's attorney is his daughter, Rachel Navarro, played by Juliana Margulies. And the only person who sort of is actively against him in all this is his former father-in-law, Norman Trent, played by Sandy Ward, who was um, his deceased wife's Janet's father, um, who believes that Dave did actually kill his wife. And so, I'm sorry, Norman's daughter, Dave's wife. So Jessica um, gets the publisher's lawyer, Aaron Woodman, played by Spencer Garrett, to help see her through this as she's trying to prove that her book is not based on Dave's family situation and encourages Dave to read the book. She's working with NYPD officer Lieutenant Artie Gelber, played by Herb Edelman, and his right-hand man, Detective Henderson, played by Leonard Lightfoot. Anyways, so... Essentially what happens is Dave makes a mysterious phone call to Jessica in the middle of the night saying, I'm reading your book and I now think I know who killed my wife. And then Dave ends up getting killed. So the rest of the episode is spent with Jessica trying to figure out who killed Dave, who killed the wife. There's a lot of old evidence, all that sort of stuff. And it turns out it was actually Iris. So Iris had been Dave's secretary at the time of Janet's death. And she found out that Janet and Dave were going to get back together. And so she went to their house, murdered Janet, then married Dave. And then on the brink of divorcing Dave, she then went back and said she didn't want to divorce Dave only for him to confront her saying that he thought that she had murdered his wife. And she hit him with uh, Norman Trent's cane, which he'd left behind when he was scuttling away. So there's that episode. I mean, that, yeah, synopsis. So the two fun facts for this episode is Julian Margulies would go on to play a lawyer in The Good Wife from 2009. <laughs> and our second fun fact is this episode establishes Jessica's address as 941 West 60th Street, apartment 4B. Like many fictitious New York City West Side addresses, 
This would put her apartment building somewhere in the Hudson River. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so there you go. Murder at a discount. Oh, also to say, I think this um, episode was rec- was recommended by a listener. So thank you to them for recommending it. Okay. I really enjoyed this episode. Um, let's start with the book title and cover. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uncut fan of the title. And then I didn't realize that like part of the cover was it was like the photograph with the outstretched hand. <laughs> it was so weird. In the book, the husband killed the wife. I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. So that was the issue. Um, I Yeah, I loved when they were doing... Megan made me laugh so hard when Ted Hartley came into the episode. Because she went, she was, how's Susan doing, Ted? <laughs> <laughs> Susan will go down forever as like, I want to create a new class, like not a Jonathan, but a Susan. Is this before or after killing in Vegas? I'm not sure. God, it seems like it would be around the same time, but you're right. I thought, I don't know, maybe before. <laughs> so we've still got Eddie in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I did like when Ted Hartley, when they're going through the facts of the book and the facts of the case and Ted Hartley just like puts his head in his hands and shakes his head because he's so upset. (laughs) When he's like, let's just settle. Just settle, Jessica. He just wants her to end the... (laughs) Yeah, no, she was not happy to hear that. Oh my God, no, Jessica would never do that. She has a reputation to think of. Yeah, and all she wants to do is try to go to Hawaii. I mean, also like how many books have a care, you know, have a husband killing a wife that's, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I think the point was there were so the many similarities. Or like, the stamps. Yeah. <laughs> and the necklace or, right. you know, like, and wasn't there something to do with the car as well, aside from the clicker? Oh, yeah. The car was like, was put in the river or something like that, right? Wasn't it didn't have to be dredged out or something? And then That's it was it. missing the clicker. It still had that little sunspot where the clicker normally sat, <laughs> the garage door clicker. The clicker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was the, the big, big clue. I love that though, that it was the cold case evidence that mm-hmm. that she used to solve it because she was yeah. like, it made me think who had the clicker, right? So it's like, why wasn't the clicker on the thing? And they <laughs> the must have then used it. But yeah, so I did I thought that was good. And and I mean, I did seem like kind of maybe a straightforward clue, but it also so it seemed like something like if they hadn't found the car till later, that the police could have easily overlooked because he had a clicker. So yeah. it's like yeah anyways I thought that was good (laughs) oh yeah no I I like a like a cold case one that then involves a more recent murder I like Mm. I like this kind of thing I also really liked the guest stars in this I thought they were all really good and entertaining I I also liked that Jessica was able to call the operator and that the operator could hear (laughs) if someone was talking on the line or not that blew my mind. 
I think that was something that people were able to do. Oh, no, I'm sure it was. I just, that blew my mind. That felt like a very yeah. uh, encroaching of someone's privacy, but. That's before privacy. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagined her like doing the little operator, like, yeah. uh, which not even, it's not, it's a switchboard, is it? Yeah, I, I think so, right? Actually, don't know for sure. I, don't know. I think so. But like one ringy dingy, like two ringy dingy. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was so interesting that they had made us feel sorry for Iris. Mm-hmm. That she had the kind of beefy boyfriend. And then she sort of, he, you realize he's only in it for the money. And she stands up for him and she says, oh, I couldn't see the forest for the muscles or whatever. I she love says. that line. I do too. You know, loses it, and then it turns out she had like killed two people. It's like that is a quite a little twist because I was like, I did enjoy that. Yeah, oh poor Iris. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, she she like (laughs) murdered a woman and then murdered her husband. Like that is so grim, especially when you have those two creeps hanging around the store. Where you're like, it's got to be one of those two. Oh oh my god, had a complete meltdown. But when Elaine Joyce is giving him that back rub and talking about, oh, we were going to go to prom together and all this stuff. And mm -mm. well, because they they tee up the guy as being like super creepy towards Iris. And he's like, you know, and and, yeah, I mean, I still keep trying. And the the lady's like, oh, God, like you're so uh, hellbent on trying. And then she, honestly it was just such a weird scene she comes in she gives him a massage kisses him on the back of the neck or the head (laughs) whatever and then walks away and you're like meanwhile horrible reading the book and figuring out who murdered his wife yeah right what glennis said quote unquote is what the hell just happened (laughs) (laughs) what's because she's rubbing his back and she's like remember when you asked me to like prom would have been 40 years ago by the way well, like, i'm curious to hear right. what age ain't nothing but a number is because i don't i don't believe that they went to prom at the same time <laughs> no it would have been quite the scandal if they'd gone to prom at the same time but she's like rubbing back she's like remember when you you took me to prom and i thought we were gonna get married and have kids oh, no. and you're like is she gonna kill him now like right. this is so grim and i thought neil and her were together were they together i don't think so because i think she was just kind of making fun of him for still being into iris i didn't think they were i think i don't know it was it was weird and it was it was dark and just crowded with boxes yes yeah yeah. like where did they come from like they just kept popping around corners of boxes they were just like hey well, and he's completely unfazed by the fact that she's rubbing his shoulders and kissing his neck and talking about that they went to prom together. <laughs> Did she kiss his neck? His head. Back oh, his to head. his head. head. But it's so long it's ago. Still... Like, to be like, you asked me out decades ago. Like, I don't know if you remember, like, your daughter has literally graduated from law school and has become a lawyer in the time that since... Right. graduated it's like I, said, I don't know I would be like how why are you still talking about this like and why am I employing you if you're sexually right. harassing me 
It was honestly <laughs> such a weird scene. <laughs> yeah. It was <laughs> so weird. Glutus was like, I close my eyes, I open them, and the craziest thing I've ever seen is happening. <laughs> that is the thing, because I like, I think I looked away for like a hot second and then I came back and she was all up in his business when she sort of felt like I don't know, like not an important character. Not saying that, that made her an important character, but it definitely made me notice her. <laughs> yeah, no, it was all really weird. Also, there was another pretty uncomfortable moment. I mean, there were a couple of them. When the dad has come to see Jessica and he says, oh, thank God you finally, you know, someone's finally saying the truth because he thinks the son-in-law killed his daughter. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then he's, they're talking and then something comes up about cheating and she's like oh did did your daughter cheat he's like no but she came close she told me i'm like who told her dad i love well he did a little signal he went she came this close Uh, this close to having an affair it's like i'm like ew guys I, I kind of like the grandpa, though. He's, like, running around raging at everybody. I and mean, even his granddaughter, who's, like, who's like she, saying about her dad, it's like, he's always been nice to me. And the grandmother goes, Al Capone was nice to his kids. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that line. <laughs> Just like, so it's like, wow, this is these are some hot takes, especially if this rage has been going on for the last five years. Well, in the scene where, like, he drops his cane, like, <laughs> and just runs out <laughs> like sprints out <laughs> like I, I was cautious about saying but like he literally like throws his cane right right sprints so fast out the door <laughs> no right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> i was like it's pretty fast yeah but i was just like you can pick it up <laughs> like didn't he have time i mean i, I guess did. not also, yeah, it was, you know, that was wild. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought yeah. sometimes there's time. Sometimes there's time is what I was thinking. Of. Sure. Like you didn't need to toss your cane away and, and risk. Well, a cane he seemed to need. Right. Like the cane that I mean, that's the other thing is it's like it's a it's a medical necessity. (laughs) We have another stuffed animal here. We have Freddy the teddy bear, one at Coney Island. Yeah, Ashley did not care for the bear. I, you know, I wasn't mad on the bear either. I was like, who sent it? Did that come from Seattle? Direct flight from Seattle, from David Tolliver. Oh, you thought it was from the David Tolliver collection. Yeah, that bear. That's a David Tolliver move to give a grown woman a stuffed animal as a as yeah. a and make fun it talk gift. or dance or do something funny. Jessica, please forgive me for being a psychopath. And yeah, I just if he was never really over like the death of his ex-wife, like I understand companionship, but then also if Iris didn't get anything out of the prenup, but and they weren't really that close anymore. I didn't, I didn't really understand why he was hanging on so hard. Well, I probably was lonely. lonely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think the thing is also like it sounded like 
I mean, obviously this is how it was. He was having an affair with Iris, which is partially probably what split up their marriage. Then he's then going to go back to the ex-wife. She uh, gets murdered because I was kept thinking, gosh, five years isn't that long for him to have married this woman and for the marriage to have gone so badly that she's now leaving. I mean, I guess I could take any amount of time, but it just felt like it was all quite quick. But I suppose if he'd been having an affair with Iris, this was sort of the person sort of standing by him during, he said, the trial and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, he had a trial, a murder trial in the midst of all that. So then, but he didn't, I got the impression he didn't like her that much because he sort of just wanted to keep her around. But you know, because when he's like saying, oh, please reconsider, please reconsider. She's like, OK, I'll think about it. And he's like, that's all a guy wants to hear. And then like immediately goes to the next thing. So he's just not he's not that interested. It's just probably doesn't want to be alone. Yeah, I got the impression. Uh, yeah, that he was just. Had never been by himself. Yeah. And so, yeah, poor old, poor old Iris. But. Well, he also Iris. had murdered his wife. So oh, I guess so. Murdering Iris. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she was she was pretty terrible. Yeah. I did I did like that Ted Cartley kept calling her young lady. Oh yeah, I know Iris. that was <laughs> I did say young lady, and Megan's like, well, I mean she's younger than him, I yeah. imagine. Yeah. It just yeah. feels quite like, and then he goes, "That woman is obviously disturbed," or something. I know. Like, that. like, no, she. If she was innocent, she'd just be like PO'd and kind of rightfully so, but she's not. So I don't know. I guess she's making like a bigger deal to get to make it seem like she's not involved. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did like on the news that they referred to Dave as local huckster. Yeah, that was <laughs> And that is, it feels like that's a, a judgment that a news station maybe shouldn't be making on somebody's business. It's like local businessman, right. Dave Navarro, not local huckster. huckster. <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> <laughs> I did like that, though. yeah i mean daffy dave navarro daffy dave's video rama is that what it was daffy dave's video rama Mm -hmm. i mean it was it was great it reminded me i love like a local tv commercial yeah that was good (laughs) and i thought the um iris's boyfriend was so cute Randy. Randy. I was like, how low? Where do I know him from, Megan? Ashley looked him up. I think she said he was on Melrose Place. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the only one I could think of, like I could recognize. He looked familiar to me from somewhere else, but I like, I was I was struggling to picture it. I mean, and I watched every season of Melrose Place, so that (laughs) seems like a good good guess. Who was he on Melrose Place? I gotta look it up. I, I can't. It was, I mean, he was on like, I don't know, like 15 episodes or so, you know, nothing. Oh, right. Like, like nothing crazy, but yeah, I. I imagine he was somebody's bad boyfriend. Yeah. Bobby Perezzi. <laughs> Classic. 
Robert Perezzi. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I thought I thought that was good. I mean, and um, I kind of liked, even though it was like, are they together? What's happening? But the, the two lawyers were together in <laughs> the end. He loved her. He did. He's like, is she okay? I didn't care for her. She was <laughs> a little bit of a bee, but then came around in the end. That's I mean, she, came, she gave Jessica time on it quite quickly. Like, you know, Jessica comes in, she's like, I've got an idea about something. She tries to brush her off and then, but she does listen. Yeah. Right. You know, almost right away. So, and she's quite, you know, it's, there's obviously been a trauma there. And then, yeah. Just both of her parents have gotten murdered by the same woman is what this means. I mean, that's insane. So that at the end when she's with the other lawyer and they're like joking around, you're kind of like, whoa. <laughs> right. Yeah, both her parents who she liked. She didn't dislike yeah. the dad. Yeah. She liked him. Uh, although I did like when he's leaving, she's like, how about a hug for for counsel or something like the that? dad says that, yeah. <laughs> no, she says it. Oh, I thought he No, says... she says it. Oh, I thought she... Oh, no. You're right. Doesn't counsel deserve a goodbye hug? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then when she's deposing Jessica and she's like, well, my mother lay dead. And they're like, no, you're not supposed to say... You know, she's like, oh, well, the victim lay dead. You're like... Should you be taking the deposition? God, no. I mean, I guess the other lawyer was there, so there yeah. is that. But do you, should we go through the beats? Sure. Thunder oh, weather. Oh, I don't sorry. know. I'm sorry. I don't know if this falls into one of them. I did like the ongoing gag about the car. Uh, Henderson was going to oh, yeah. his car, and then it was just a real hunk of junk. He couldn't, he, some people can't handle owning a car with character. <laughs> that was so good. That made me laugh. When it was like all these things, it's like, um, when it's, when it says it's full, it's actually empty. And he was like, well, yeah. <laughs> I liked him. I, Henderson is in five episodes of Murder, She and he always plays Henderson. So he must always be in every episode with her Bettelman, which is kind of sweet. I love I like that. that. I think it's really cute. Um, okay, episode beats. Thunder weather, no. Secret to his closet hiding. Mr. Trent, he yeah. hides, doesn't he? He scurries right out of that room and he hides in the <laughs> stairwell. He sure does. <laughs> uh, poisoning, bludgeoning. I guess they were both bludgeoned, Janet and Dave. Is that right? How did the wife die? I thought she got bludgeoned as well. I think so, right? Yes. Yeah, I thought that's what she said. Um, phone wire cut. We have a busy phone line. Yeah. <laughs> but no one talked about it. She shaking. No. Window peep. I have Randy is spying on Iris through the car window, isn't he? Sat in the car. I also had when the homeless woman knocks on the door. Yeah. Dave mm -hmm. Navarro looks at her yeah. through the window before he opens it. And, I, and then I thought it was nice that he gave her money. I love that his name is Dave Navarro. I do <laughs> so too. So it's really confusing. <laughs> yeah, no, it is confusing. And it is Jane's addiction, right? That he's in. Yeah, yeah. and Red Hot Chili Peppers. 
Was he in Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yeah, yeah, he was on, he played on the One Hot Minute album, I think. Is it just the one album he played on? I can't remember, but he did, um, he's in the music video for the Beavis and Butthead Do America song. What is it, Roller Coaster? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's oh, in God. that music video. That He did play, I just don't know how many albums he's on, but I do think he's on One Hot Minute. I mean, what's yeah. Dave Navarro up to these days? Like he hosts a show. <laughs> Actually. Um, I because I follow his assistant. I think his assistant's on TikTok or Instagram, and it's pretty funny because he'll pop up in there. But I think he's on Ink Master, which is some show. Oh, some really? show yeah. about tattoos, tattooing. Yeah. How old is Dave Navarro these days? 54. Right. Wow. Okay. Uh, um, I just, I can't think of him as anything other than like early 2000s kind of like mm-hmm. that image in my head. Um, I know uh, I it is. He, he just different. was on one hot minute. Okay. Yeah. So sort of just like being famous for being a really like famous guitarist, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And kind of hunky and married to Carmen Electra and having yeah. a reality series mm-hmm. with her. Good looking, yeah. I did like that series of them. Are they? They are no longer married. No. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, fake name ID. No. Uh, the fuzz cop quirk we have Artie, and he's trying to hawk his car. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's his quirk. And he and Jessica are like old friends, right? I mean, they've been friends a long time. Well, I was looking at the IMDb page and I think he's in The Death of Sherlock Holmes, but I don't know if it's as this character because that doesn't take place in New York. Does Oh, yeah, it, it sort of... It does, up, it does. Upstate or something? Yeah, they're at the, the guest house. I mean, not the guest house, his vacation home first, but then parts of it take place in New York because remember, Bert Convy is trying to start a music, like a Broadway, off-Broadway show. So he, because he plays Artie Gelber in, okay, he plays Artie Gelber in all but three episodes. He's in a murder show. He's in 10 episodes. So oh, the first wow. first episode for the murder of Sherlock Holmes, he's not Artie Gelber. But starting with The Mole in 1992, he then, every episode from then on is, is as this character. Um, okay, so I didn't think there was cop chemistry. What do you think? Like romantic, romantic chemistry. No, I mean, I think they're good friends. I think he's, isn't he married also, that character? Yeah, but that doesn't affect the chemistry. You're right. right. I don't think they really interacted all that much. They do in other episodes, but also I feel like she kind of gets, I don't know, they seem to have each other's numbers. So it's like- You know, I don't think it's, I think they're just like pals. And she was using him to get information on the old case anyways. So, because most of the episode, until Dave dies, you know, they're not investigating anything. Um, Businessy business lawsuits. And discount video? (laughs) And discount electronics. This this story before, but um, you're right, because he's selling a, like, like VHS players and stuff but that growing up there was a video rental place near our house called Cinema Video it's no longer here and when we were kids 
we would rent Amadeus like all the time and the late <laughs> fees were like astronomical. <laughs> and my dad claims that when once he finally bought it, that we never watched it again. <laughs> what are we doing watching Amadeus? I, was, I loved it as a kid and I'd be like, I gotta start after the opening scene because that's too scary. And then what, when the emergency vehicle Tricic. comes basically no. to get Sal Salieri. Yeah, when Salieri tries to kill well, Yeah, I but doesn't like, someone come to help like Yeah, they walk in the room and he's like I see, I see. And, but then you then you just keep watching. <laughs> you yeah. like the fun wigs. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to watch it. <laughs> Have you have you never seen Amadeus? Oh, I have seen it again, but it's probably been about twenty five years. But yeah, so that's kind of what that running is. Anyhow, sorry. No, no, it's right. AJ doesn't put a number. Let's hear it. I'm really like curious. All right, Detective Henderson was forty six, and Lieutenant Artie Gelber was sixty. Okay. Uh, Rachel Navarro was twenty seven, and Aaron Woodman was thirty. All good. Uh, uh, yep, all fine. Ted Hartley, 57. Great, looking good. Um, okay, uh, who do I want to go next? Randy was 31 and Iris was 43. I'm fine with that. Okay, Neil was 46, Lillian was 48, and Dave was 59. Okay, right. And finally, so so Dave was... 16 years older than Iris, who's 12 years older than her boyfriend. He's mm-hmm. also nine years, or sorry, 11 years older than Lillian and 13 years older than Neil. So they probably didn't all go to prom together. That's fine. Wait, so Elaine Joy, like Lillian was older than Neil? By two years. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I thought he looked older than her. And then Norman Trent, who was his father-in-law, is 67. So he's eight years uh, older than Navarro. Yeah. And finally, Glynis's favorite character, who I'm surprised hasn't been mentioned yet, the <laughs> hot priest, was 43. He was spicy. I was hoping we'd get to him in our top hunks. All right. Well, we wait, haven't we'll gotten there the yet. Hunks. Now I got to look him up. I mean, he was all of like... <laughs> 10 seconds on screen well he didn't have a ton of credits but he did play greg marmalade in animal house oh my god that's what he's from wait which <laughs> wait what say it okay, again so ashley i only saw this character because glennis they like was like oh my god that guy's hot in the funeral scene they show the minister and he's a really good looking guy see? that's nuts well he Wow, he was super good looking. Wait, is he the guy in the rival fraternity? Yeah, it's like the, the, really, head? the really douchey guy. Oh yeah. my God. Sorry, I'm blown away right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, that's like sad, but oh, I don't know. I thought that he, he wasn't in very many things. Yeah, I thought he'd do more than in the 90s being. Okay, never mind. You can be okay? Yeah, someday. Okay. Apparently he was also in Sorority Boys. Oh my God. I, I never saw Oh, yes, he is. Is he the, um, <laughs> he's like the dean or something? I think so. That movie, Wolf. Yeah. I never saw it. 
There's a there's a couple of things that happen in it that haven't aged tremendously well. It ages very very. (laughs) But the the general some funny jokes in that. Um, Okay. Like, who are the stars of sorority boys? Barry Watson. Yeah, Barry Watson. Oh, uh, wow. I loved Barry Watson. Oh. Michael Rosenbaum from uh, uh, Smallville. Wow, 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 wow. And then <laughs> I can't remember who the... Th- oh, isn't it Harlan Williams? It is. I'm looking right now. And his character's name is Doofer. Yeah, Doofer. Yeah. What year did this go? <laughs> 2002. <laughs> That checks out. That checks out. <laughs> it's very 2002. Okay. Like, yeah. The, yeah. I loved Barry Watson, though. I mean, still do. He's a handsome guy. He, he was just in that Melissa Joan Hart Hallmark movie where he's the nutcracker that comes to life. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've not seen that one. I haven't either. <laughs> It's pretty sexual for a Hallmark movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's he been doing, like, while he was a nutcracker? Okay, can I spoiler alert something about this movie? I think it's called, yes. like, A Very Nutty Christmas or something. Can you? I found it. His name is Chip. I can't. Yeah. I can't so he, so he's a, like, magic nutcracker that she buys, and then he comes <laughs> to life, and they fall in love, but he can only stay until Christmas. And so on Christmas, he turns back into a nutcracker and he's back on her mantle. And that Christmas, Christmas? she's introduced to like her neighbor's nephew who's been in the army, who's like comes and then she's going to fall in love with him. So my question is, is then Chip meant to watch the woman he loves from the mantle fall in love with somebody else? That's how it ends? That's how it ends. Wait, she doesn't end up with Chip? No. The magic of Christmas does not make him permanently come to life, which is what I thought the movie was going to be. That is absolutely Is awful. there a sequel? <laughs> Where the two of them fight? Sorry, yeah. God, I'm gonna... <laughs> Okay, I'm going to say something controversial. I feel like everyone with Melissa Joan Hart kind of like misses the beat on like uh-huh. the beauty of, of Hallmark or Lifetime. You mean Holiday in Handcuffs? but there's also another one where they like i don't know i I just feel like whoever writes for her doesn't like her very much (laughs) i don't like a very nutty christmas that's it was kind of cute but it did end sad and i also like love the fact that somebody over at abc family is like nobody's got more chemistry than melissa joan hart and uh joey lawrence because right. they are cast in so many things together and it's like yeah I mean, they're fine they're fine but it's like it's not like blazing off the screen chemistry or something like that it's just kind of like normal and uh, but barry watson i thought was actually very good in that in a very nutty christmas i thought he did a good job so i'm oh, sorry I'm sorry that he wasn't in other like, better stuff. blown away by <sighs> they make out and everything and they don't end up together. Anyways, okay, we, we got to get back to it. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm going to need to process I'm this in my own by everything mind. that just happened. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't, I don't under, I don't get it. I want to get back to talking about the hot priest. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. We haven't even gotten to biggest hunks yet. All right, the Jonathan scale, no, but we could have. We had those two young lawyers. Both yeah. of them could have been Jonathan's. Neither of them were. Yeah, I, he, I liked him, actually. 
I thought he was nice. And I actually, I didn't mind her either. I thought they were both fine. It was like, lady, should you be handling this case? But then she was fine. Okay. Uh, Petite feet. We had uh, Mr. Trent running away. I'm going to mention it every time (laughs) at any opportunity that I can to talk about that bit. Like, I don't, I couldn't run that fast. No. It's sort of, yeah. (laughs) Glamour shots. Unfortunately, I don't think so. Uh, uh, Uh-uh-uh. Wait, did we? Portrait of the mother. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Megan, you're right. Because I was hoping it would be a Morgan Fairchild glamour shot. I was hoping the same, um, but it was no. It was just because like, oh, is that your mother? And they like pan right in on the portrait. Wasn't it a giant photo above a mantle? (laughs) It was in her like office. It was in her office. Necklace in it. Right. Um, smooches no familial ties no eyes closed head shake no all right fave outfit worst outfit Megan what do you think all right let me let me peruse my notes um I mean there were like oh Juliana Margulies wore a camel jacket with a white kind of knit top Mm. underneath that I really liked. I actually liked her biking outfit too. I thought she looked really cute. Okay. Worst outfit? I don't think I had a I don't think I had a worse, but maybe if someone else says something it might jog my memory. Okay. Ashley? Um on Jessica I wrote down little froggy pin on a wine colored blazer that I thought was really cute. Um, now I was on the fence about this, the lace ascot on Morgan Fairchild. I didn't know if that was like a worst or I kind of thought she pulled it off. I don't know. I do. And I kind of like all of her outfits. I I know what you mean though. On a different person that would have looked insane, but on her, it looked, it, it really suited the the fluffiness of her hair yeah yeah um but that was really all I had yeah okay Glynis um yeah I pretty much wrote down like every single one of Iris's outfits she had that like red dress with a gold like hip chain that looked really nice and she I I thought she could have worn a trash bag and still looked nice and then at the end Jess, Jessica wore a baby blue jacket and like matching baby blue blouse mm. with a gray and like black detailing pencil skirt that was just it was a lot of baby blue but she looked great did you have a worst outfit no <laughs> yeah that's so weird uh, this must be the first time this has happened I don't I don't have a worst outfit for this episode I thought everybody looked great even yeah, Elaine Joyce too. who's meant to be the kind of creeper in the office it's like <laughs> she had nice outfits too I mean she's a good looking lady anyways right. but it's like the creeper oh my god I just watched Jeepers Creepers for the first time because I the one I'd only seen was Jeepers Creepers 2 and then I was calling the monster Jeepers Creepers and my friend was like I think he's not called Jeepers Creepers (laughs) he's called the Creepers 
And I said, I said he was called Professor Creeper. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I don't know if I told you this, but the actor that plays him in real life is very handsome. No, I'll have a look at that then. Yeah. That's for later. I'll have a little peek. Yeah. I'll have a little creepy peep at the (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fave outfit for me, I I I liked most of people's outfits in this episode. Um but I liked Jessica had a series of like colorful suits, like different colors that then like mm-hmm. what Glennis was saying, they sort of, I thought those were lovely. Um, biggest hunk, Ashley. I'm going to go with Morgan Fairchild. Okay. Glennis. Hunky priest. Oh yeah. The priest. Yeah. I already yeah. forgot. Megan. <laughs> Man, that's tough. Cause I love Morgan Fairchild and I think she's so pretty, but I thought Randy was a major babe. Can I do a tie? Yeah, of course. Randy. A, a tie for Randy and Iris. The dirtbag boyfriend. Her beefcake oh, yeah. boyfriend. I just, I was just really floored by seeing the priest in that scene. You know. <laughs> so I'm going to go biggest hunk. I will go Morgan Fairchild as well i think she was very cute in this episode um jb burns glennis what do you think i was between the two office people and she was like you don't give up do you lair and then i just thought that, that was um, and then when um morgan fairchild like you're still assuming that she's like a nice person and sort of been hard done by and she's talking to her soon-to-be ex-boyfriend who's really only in it for the money she's like and he's like where are you going babe she's like (laughs) i don't know but wherever i go don't expect a postcard and you're like yeah you tell him (laughs) she's a murderer and then she walks in she thinks about when she bludgeoned that poor woman to death (laughs) five years ago yikes sorry megan did you say yours in that same scene i liked when he's like you know it's not about that you know i love he's like everything yeah (laughs) i thought that was funny and then i don't really um the dad says like who do you think i am jojo the dog face boy i don't know really what it means but i'll sure i'll look it up and i'll be sad (laughs) (laughs) yes yes Okay. Okay. <laughs> it will I didn't be really have any from Jessica. No. Sorry, Ashley, did you say yours? No, not yet. Um, I just had one from Morgan Fairchild where she says, You haven't touched me in months. It's like I'm married to a zombie. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a burn, because I already said mine, which is I can't you can't see the forest for the muscles, which <laughs> I like that line. I do um too. But I do like the exchange at the beginning where they're redesigning the paperback for the uncaught and it's got the broken picture frame of the what married couple in the hand in front of it. And she's like, I think a single red rose in the outstretched hand. And they're like, Jessica, you're a genius. It's true. <laughs> a part is so good you're like but well, why and what at first when I saw that I thought it was like a hand on a mannequin that they'd yeah set in yeah. front of the book I was very confused what why is the book called the uncaught does he get away with it 
that maybe and that's maybe part of why they're upset is that like the husband gets away with it in her version maybe know. that's quite dark for jessica i thought hers were like who done it but anyways yeah. uh <laughs> guest the star. 90s. yeah you're right things get real in the 90s we've got the venomous valentine and we've got the uncaught fave guest star ashley do you want to do this one yeah um i like george Seagal. I think he's my fave guest star. Is that how you say it? Seagal or Seagal? I, I think I've Seagal. been saying he's Seagal, but that's probably wrong. <laughs> the George gentleman. Yes. Yes. Dave Navarro. Famed Dave guitarist. Dave, Dave Navarro. Navarro is my favorite guest star. <laughs> uh, Glynis, what do you think? I liked uh, Fairchild. Okay. And that Fairchild gal. <laughs> that young lady. That Fairchild. <laughs> uh megan what about you yeah morgan fairchild for sure i think mine was probably george siegel or seagal um as well um glennis's guest glennis do you remember who you guessed no you guessed the second office creeper neil (laughs) Neil. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was so many creepers there were so many there were so many creepers in that office i was like also how many staff does he have to run this like discount electronics store um yeah neil was a good guess because i was like it's straight up neil well and he was like what was the purpose of he him was in the creepy episode? as hell yeah. <laughs> was creepy as hell um okay now here comes the moment of truth what do we think Glennis made a murder at a discount. Okay, right. I'm gonna go six. I'm gonna go six also. But I'm kind of hoping for seven. I'm gonna go seven for the hunky priest. Oh Ooh, Ashley. Okay. And we're all wrong because she's gonna say four or five. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah. That's pretty good. The hunky priest. I mean, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, I should have put seven. Okay. <laughs> well, no, you can you can change it. You can change it to seven. <laughs> Stop trying to bribe me for an extra I point. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can do a seven. <laughs> Fine. Let's go on. Let's go. Let's do a seven. Yay! 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 <laughs> <laughs> we did it guys we did it looks like we made it <laughs> um okay megan oh wait glennis you did say your favorite moment sorry I mean, oh priest do i have yeah. to why do i yeah. 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 susanna don't be stupid <laughs> uh, susanna. oh and one other thing it's not my favorite moment, but I thought it was funny that Morgan Fairchild or Iris and Randy are making out right in front of her husband's store. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> I was like, why is this happening? Oh my God, wait, did they smooch? Oh yeah, they did smooch. Oh, I was she, like, hops, oh. she ho- Sorry, I forgot to say that. She hops in his car, literally right in front of her husband's store, and then they smooch. And he's like, oh, did you break up with him yet? And But no. What is your fa- favorite moment, Megan? This is hard. I really, I enjoyed this episode. Um, and I do, I guess the scene maybe where Morgan, or where Iris gets caught, 
because I love a good like trick yes where they did yeah. the whole thing at the the graveside where she's wearing the necklace and then they're like no it's still there Iris and I'm gonna give this an eight okay Ashley what about you yeah I'm gonna go with an eight too okay oh, my fave moment um god I don't know I would say the creepy massage from Elaine. No. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, and sorry, quick, quick aside. I realize I think I know John Eno's from like a red shoe diary. He's in a couple of those. What are those? They're like, <laughs> I can't, it's too, it's too upsetting. They were hosted by David Duchovny in the nineties and they're like sexy tales. Like silk stockings? Um, no, because silk stockings aren't they solving crimes? These are like, yeah, these are like sexy crimes. Yeah, silk stockings. (laughs) (laughs) Um, this is like Tales from the Crypt, but like sexy. No, no, like what? How would you differentiate the stories? Like, David Duchovny's the narrator, and he'll Uh be like, Here's these people, and then you launch into a sexy escapade. You know what it's like, Ashley, (laughs) into a sort of a like more like a sexier extent do you remember that mtv show where it was split into like three segments and there'd be the older couple older being like 30 the sort of university age couple and then like a sort of maybe high school age. like do you remember that or maybe not didn't go as young as high school but like 20s yeah. and um what was it called like un uncut or something like that it was on at like 11 p.m and it was always these little vignettes of like like a couple becoming a thruple or like you know but they were like little like fictionalized stories but they were all like sex space what was that show called oh my gosh I don't know yeah imagine Red Shoes Diaries was a little bit like that only like probably more graphic okay crazy but it's like yeah here, I'll send you like a summary. Um, how do I set sexy show? I know, right? Oh, sexy. You know, I don't know if you want to go down. That <laughs> 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 oh my god, this is so annoying that I can't remember what this show. I know is what called. you're talking about, though. Um, I'll figure it out later. I don't know how to Google and it. Now we need to Google Red Shoe Diary. Well, I sent you a thing. Okay, great. <laughs> unfiltered or something like that uncensored Un- or no uncensored was it was it that it was something it was no, it was no, fictional like- it was fictionalized um they were like love stories but they were like sexier than that and sometimes things didn't work out so um yeah i would also give this an eight and my favorite moment is I like the bit where he calls her. I thought that was quite mm-hmm. good when he calls her and he's like, no, 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 I'm not calling about that. I think I know who murdered my wife. And you're like, oh, this is so exciting. Um, So I like that bit. But anyways, yeah. does anybody have anything they want to add before we'll close out? No. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And we hope you're listening again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.